is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. On here we are on a Thursday afternoon. Lots of sunshine out there now. And lots of happy feelings here on KGMI Connects. Well, maybe not. Maybe you got something you want to complain about or take us to task on. Doesn't matter. We want to hear what you have on your mind. 360-676-5464. That's the name of the game here on KGMI Connects. Now, we do hope to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And now we got the, the Biden administration agreeing to build some wall. What is that, 17 miles of wall down there in Texas? Okay. I suppose those would be thwarted by the wall. Find a way to walk or get 17 miles down the road around it. There we have that. But once again, whatever's on your mind is what we want to talk about here on KGMI Connects. And uh, we made him wait a long time yesterday. Jim in Seattle joins us today to get us rolling. Hi, Jim. Yes, how are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing all right. Well, I'll try not to forget what I was talking about like I did yesterday. Uh, but it mostly concerns Des Prager and um, a questioner in the audience on uh, Michael Prenti's 1986 anti-Sovietism in the media CD at UMass in uh, Amherst, uh, Massachusetts. So Dennis Prager said that welfare spending is bankrupting our economy, our system, our budget. And also the questioner, the person posing the question to Michael Parenti said the same thing. You're ignorant, he said, of the uh, money spent for welfare that is bankrupting us. And so Michael Parenti said, well, I'm I'm happy that you're helping me in my ignorance, but let's t- look at the facts a little bit. Okay. And so uh, AFDC, you know, um, uh, aid for families with dependent children amounted to about 6 to $7 billion in 1986 when he was talking. And the military was about $300 billion, and with interest on the debt at about $150 billion and perhaps a, uh, a similar uh, measurement on the uh, 6 to $7 billion for AFDC, he says the facts just don't support that. And so you should uh, try to look at the facts before you start calling people ignorant. And so then you can go on and on. You can say SSI, which is uh, supplemental security income, but that's probably no more than $10 billion in particular in those dollars, what I meant to say relatively. Uh, and there's disability, which I'm on. I've uh, confessed my sin, mortal sin that... But I had to pay into that for I did pay into it for 11 years. And right. So, yeah. yeah. So essentially saying that welfare is the problem when the military budget is far more. And it's also, as I've said from Michael Frenchy before, uh, it's uh, like the empire, our foreign uh, bases and everything surrounding our foreign investments uh, are uh, and the empire feeding off the republic, meaning the taxpayers here put the bill for the the military mostly and other uh, protective services like the military bases, which is military. And so we, we don't get that money. It's all going into the hands of the wealthy. So that's what I thought I'd respond to. And uh, so I'll just let you respond. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, what we spend on and welfare, I, it's a kind of a catch-all term anymore. Uh, but we have assistance to, to families. We have food assistance. We have housing assistance. But really, and these are the programs that um, that this group of uh, ultra conservatives, I think that's a fair, uh, fair term to use for the the the, you know, the folks in the house who are pushing for uh, well, pushing uh, up, uh, us up against a shutdown last weekend, uh, that those are the programs that they want to cut uh, and cutting yeah. those programs by what uh, I think uh, McCarthy offered 30 percent or something like that. And. They turned it down, yeah. but uh, still would be a drop in the bucket compared to the big drivers of the deficit or big drivers of the budget. And that's Social Security, uh, which disability is part of. You but have to, you have uh, Social Security and, and Medicaid, yeah, we pay into those programs. And, yeah. 
And actually, the taxes that we paid into those programs over the years have helped to help to offset the deficit that we've that we've had because the, yes, you know, they, they rob from it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the, the you know, lawmakers take funds from that uh, that yes. pool of money to run the you know run these other programs. But uh, the big drivers are those two, and uh, and and defense spending, and uh, right because uh, you don't have to you don't have to pay money in to get uh, welfare aid for families uh, right, with dependent right. children. But, but I mean, then the, the argument is, the, yeah, I mean, uh, but you know, we're talking about people who are needy, uh, people here in our community who need you know who need assistance for whatever reason. I I think it uh, I think it behooves us to to help those folks and to to, yes. uh, well, to uh, help to keep us from having a seething underclass which is and you know we talk about the homeless uh, population and people in that uh, caught in that agonizing existence and uh we would just if we cut these programs we're just going to see an increase in those folks and uh it's it's not it's i mean i i think it's a worthy cause but uh, I know yes. not everybody shares my my thoughts on that, but okay. Well, there's no right to a job, and one thing I will say, uh, even though there's many criticisms of the Soviet Union, it's good to listen to Michael Franti on that and other topics. But um, you know, in, in the Soviet Union, even under Stalin, I hate to mention that word again, okay. but I don't hate to, but I did. But oh, there was yeah. a right to a job, and, and there still was in '86. You can hear it there on that right. video. There, yeah. they have a right to a job. They can quit their job if they want. They can. Um, uh, go on, the, the the retirement age was 60 instead of what we have here, 65, and you could get a job while you were on. So we didn't have all the luxuries over, they didn't have all the luxuries and stuff over there, but they had a good basic living and not perfect or, you know, but at least there's But I think, Jim, if you look of, at it, I mean, um, the, you know, most of these communist uh, economies, you know, what we what we knew to be, uh, you know, communist uh, and and uh, state controlled economies, uh, from you know, say, talk about communist China, about the Soviet Union. Uh, just looking at, we were talking about Vietnam a little bit yesterday, and these countries, you know, they 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 fought for this, you know, for you know. In in part, I mean, Vietnam was a whole different thing. They were, you know, Ho Chi Minh was a nationalist. He happened to have, make the unfortunate statement that he felt that he was a communist, and that brought the the ire of the United States down on him. But uh, yeah. but I mean, uh, uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, uh, aspired to a controlled economy. But all those countries eventually have they've gravitated toward a more more capitalist system, not completely, and we don't have a completely capitalist system either, but I mean, it's much more, but, uh, you know, they do move toward in that direction uh, because, you know, controlled economies haven't functioned well. I think you, you, no. you yeah, well, could see um, that. I, I would encourage you or the readers, to, you may have limited time, but I'd uh, get a second opinion. You can watch these videos. And right. the, the capitalism okay. is, the, what Michael Frenchy always says, uh, many times he said this, that most of the world is capitalist and most of the world is poor. And so, well, but I, that, I, I will leave yeah, it. but I mean, most of the world has been poor since time immemorial. And so, that's because they're not allowed to develop with a military 800 bases and other dominant empires throughout history that have okay. done the same thing. Okay. So right. anyway, I, I'm glad you let me talk. Anyway, Joe, I'm, I very much appreciate for that. All right, Jim. Oh, yeah, thanks Have for calling. Day. You too. All right, let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing all right. Doing all right. You mentioned you. the Social Security fund and how the government uh, moves the money around. They should not be allowed to do that. Uh, yeah. Social Security would never become insolvent if they didn't rob the money because we put into it, like you said, but they rob it. So then all of a sudden it has to come out of the general budget for the payouts. Now we have a declining younger population and a large older population. But if they never would have touched the money, they would it would actually have made money. They could have collected that. interest on it. Because the money that, that we paid in is still earmarked for that. So then when it comes around, no, it's gone, then, Joe. then it's gone. That, well, it's been, no it's been spent. But so then we have to it's turn wrong. around. The government has to turn around and borrow the money to make the payments. You know? That's wrong. It's, it's called but a that's trust like fund. What, they, what, they what they're saying, but, but the, the projections, I mean, 
The system is solvent now, but the projections are that it will not be within uh, well but, within our lifetimes. The, I don't know if you understand my point. If they never robbed it in the first place, whatever, 50 years ago, they would never have to fund it. It would be its own fund that you and I put into. It would never take tax money because we put into well, it out of our paycheck. And it's it, insolvent because they robbed it, Joe. It's no, not no, there. No, because, no, no, that's not the, how the accounting is done. The accounting is done that... To, you know, it looks at the the tax that comes in and pays for the program. It 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 doesn't look at the money that's been spent. Uh, that uh, see what I'm saying? No. The, that it looks I, at what no, what I is but well, yeah, it, it looks at FICA it's taxes. It's called a trust fund. It, it's, we're going, we're back to the lockbox. Remember the the Social Security lockbox back? Uh, I think that was during the the Gore Bush uh, campaign. Uh, but uh, there's no lockbox, and that they go in, they take be, money out of. It, it's well, there, there should be. They took it we, years ago. They we, took it long time ago. Right, right. But what I'm saying is how how the solvency of Social Security is and welfare or uh, Medicare rather are figured is this is how much item. this is how much is being paid in taxes. This is how much has been paid in taxes. This is what the the out you know outgo it, is. You know what this is what it pays. And it's it, a Fonzie scheme well, is what it actually is. No, it is not. It's in it. Yes, it's a fund that's supposed to be there, and the incoming pays for the outgoing, even though there was supposed to be a pile of money since the thing was started right. in its inception, but 1930, it's, whatever. But, but it's not – you're not following me, what I'm trying to say, as far as how the accounting is done. The, the system is, is going to run uh, – it's going to run short of money. Right. It's not going to run out of money. You're it's correct, going to run short Joe, of money. But, but what is, the way it is being operated is incorrect right now. Well, I, I would agree. I mean, I think the money should be earmarked and Left kept there. for Social Security. But even right. if it, it had been, been, but my point is that even if it had been over these years, the the, the system would still run short of money in no, what, whatever date that they... Impossible. No, 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 Rich. It yes, is because, impossible. Joe, you because you put in money, you get, you get have, money out. You only get out if you put in. Rich, it's impossible to run out. We're coming to a point where there are going to be more beneficiaries than there are people paying into that, it should be impossible because you uh, only get uh, out if you put in. That's how then you're not be. paying but attention to the program, Rich. I mean, I'm not this program. I'm talking about Social Security and how it functions and the number of people it paying in is, is has gone down because we have a, a smaller uh, workforce. younger population, yes. yeah. But exactly. anyway, enough arguing about that. I wanted to touch on the reconciliation and truth thing. Okay. So it's a thing going on in B.C. I listen to Canadian radio. It's about First Nations, which we've called Native Tribes. And it's a big push to say how horrible some of the past was and how colonialism and the white people are bad. I listened to a little bit of it last week. And it's somewhat, as you say, a whitewashing of history because it's put out there like the natives are perfect and they're so great and their culture so wonderful, it's so good, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the past 60 years, the residential schools were bad, which they were, but it's out of context because now today... All the technologies that these evil colonialists brought with them have benefited the entire world, including the First Nations and the tribes. So it's a very one-sided propaganda scheme. And now I heard our buddy Bob Ferguson is entertaining the exact same worded stuff with our native tribes. This whole big, oh, we got to tell the truth about how bad stuff was. And, and it's just whole propaganda scheme. And up there in Canada, they have no conservative radio. It's one-sided media, 100%. So, so I listened to it, and I just got almost so, barfed when I listened so to it. So the truth, speak, speaking to the truth about what happened in history, is that's propaganda in your no, mind? No, Joe it's, Joe, it's partial truth. It's selective truth. It's not the whole picture. They don't talk about how the tribes massacred each other. They only talk about how great their culture is. The, so it's just like any other people group the, over time, Joe. There's yeah, good and bad that's, with that's, every that, group. Sure, sure. That, but that's not the point with this. That the is point, the point is is what is what what our what the dominant what what the what the U.S. government and what our government that we have today and what what it had done in the past to those people, regardless of how they had functioned before we got here. I mean, sure, there were wars. There were there were wars between tribes, and there were atrocities. I'm certain of it. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they deserve to be slaughtered by white people. I mean, white Europeans. That's Joe. That's absurd talk. That is not (laughs) happening. And have their have their children ripped from their their homes and and put into these awful awful schools. I mean, well, is that happening now? 
No, but we why need to we know the like truth. I had never even, you know, I'll be honest with you, Rich, I had never even heard of these schools until all of a sudden the news came out just a few years ago about these these mass graves that were be, being found in these schools in, 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 uh, in Canada. And then all of a sudden we're finding out that there were the scores of these schools around in, in the United States. And I mean, more right, than but scores. it's called selective truth. And it's called but No, it's, it really happened, Rich. No, it really happened. I know it did. Joe, I'm not disputing that. You don't oh. understand my point. The point is we well, got to look at everything it? holistically. No, we should not ignore it, but we should temper it with everything else that's good as well. We should look at everything as a whole, not I, as a part. We look at things as, as a whole. You look at well, today where we're sure. at today. We are spoiled rotten. We have great technology, and all the tribes have wonderful technology brought to them by the evil people, and they benefit okay. from it. They have businesses okay. that pay no tax. I mean, Joe, it to be a native so, person in BC or US is a wonderful thing right now. You uh, have so uh, much uh, advantage. Yeah, it's a, 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 advantage. A, a, advantage. Okay. All right, Rich. All right. Well, I, 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 I don't, I don't see the advantage, uh, and just because things are going okay for many people, I mean. <laughs> But not all, by any means. Uh, that uh, that what happened in the past should just be forgotten, should be ignored, and would say, "Ah, oh, it wasn't so bad," or, you know, "Too bad that happened." But things are look how good things are now. Well, we'll take a quick break and be back with more. Uh, those are just a couple of my thoughts, but it's all about your thoughts too. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. We'll hear from George, Robert, Tim, and you. Legend has it, an old pirate map leads directly to Silver Reef with treasure chests full of $1,000 in cash and free play. Set a course for adventure every Thursday in October with hourly hot seat drawings from 6 to 9 p.m. X marks the spot when you track down for treasure. Anyone sitting next to a winner receives $250 in free play. Your Reef Rewards card can also save you up to 25 cents per gallon at Lummy Bay Market next to Silver Reef. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. We all have our go-tos, right? The doctor you trust, the dentist you rely on, the restaurant you love. What makes them your go-to? It's trust, isn't it? Hi, this is Dan from Bellingham Automotive, your go-to for auto repairs in Whatcom County since 1991. Whether you're using your car for ride-sharing, delivery services, mobile office, maybe just a taxi for your kids and their friends, or it's just personal transportation, we're here to keep you on the road. We're proud to have a team of technicians and service advisors who have been with us for years. They can help you find that strange noise or figure out what that warning light is trying to tell you. They can perform regular maintenance to keep your car up to date and your new car warranty intact. We know you're busy, so we also offer a local shuttle service and an after-hour drop-off and pickup options to help take the hassle out of your auto repair. So if you don't have a trusted go-to for your vehicles, please give us a call at 360-676-5200 or visit bellinghamautomotive.com to schedule an appointment. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Glad you're with us here on this Thursday. Let's go to George in Ferndale. Hi, George. Hi, how's it going? Well, I, I wanted to talk about the president's dog commander. Okay. And I I was wondering whether this dog was a, a former DEA dog that found that the White House was full of drugs. I don't I don't think I think it was brought into the White House as a oh, pu- he puppy. Bites a lo- he bites a lot of people, and it sure smells, sounds like there's drugs in the White House when they find cocaine in the far way. You know, I I just look at all the hypocrisy in this country, and I say uh, it sounds like people. If you're in the right class or status, you get away with crime, and I'm getting tired of it. Okay, all right, George. That's all I gotta say. Appreciate your call. Thanks. All right, let's let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. I got a couple of things. I was thinking that the Social Security 
saying it's based on demographics, how many people are paying in versus the Social Security benefits that are going out. And it isn't quite like a lock box where the money just sits in a vault. It's sort right. of similar to the banking system. When you put money into the banking system, then you save it, but it's loaned out by the banks to different businesses and so forth. And a oh, lot yeah. of the most secure investments that banks make are U.S. Treasuries. So basically, the U.S. Treasury also borrows from the Social Security Trust Fund. So supposedly that's a secure investment because it's backed by the money making mint, I guess. <laughs> but, well, you and know, I guess you could say that they, the, the bank. yeah, in that way, the government indirectly, if a bank turns around and buys government securities, then it that uh, bonds, what have you, that it then uh, your uh, bank account is helping to. Uh, it is the government is borrowing from your bank account. Yeah, it's kind of similar. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to talk about is the um, people on the right worry about climate change. I mean, people on the left worry about climate change, which I, I do. And then people on the right worry about the growing deficit. And they're both kind of rooted in the same problem. And that is that to a large extent, we're kind of living beyond our means, I think. You know, some in some ways, I'm all in favor of technology and progress and businesses doing things and all of that. We live a very good life for the most part. But at the same time, I, I do think to some extent, uh, voluntary simplicity is a, is a good idea. And I think to a large extent, people are probably consuming more and than you know, driving more and living in bigger homes and all of that. And and. You know, I think we're oh, we're kind of living beyond our means. I've had that feeling all my life, and it has to do with the deficit is part of it. And then climate change, you know, like people worry about climate change, and then they keep driving everywhere and flying in jet planes all the time and so forth. And then people worry about the deficit, but, you know, right-wingers don't want to pay more taxes, and, and the biggest pieces of the budget are Medicare and the military, like was being talked about before. Medicare is a big thing. I'm, you know, I appreciate that Medicare exists, but, you know, you can't really cut the budget easily when, when you leave the big things off the table, so to speak. Yeah. Well, and I, I would say that I don't think we should be cutting Social Security or Medicare uh, or Medicaid for that matter. I, I think they're vital programs and, um, they are very expensive, and they'll just keep getting more expensive. But I, I just think as as a civilized society, a civil society, yeah, I had this thought. Uh, just I mean, I, you know, I like all of us. We're always thinking, and uh, you know, it it's going to cost money to live in a in a society like we do have. And I, I think we all appreciate what we have as far as infrastructure and uh, you know, relative stability and. And we feel pretty safe in, in most of us in our our day to day lives, and uh, it, it, it but it costs money to to do all that. That's the that's what how we regulate all this and how we how we procure it uh, is by chipping in our money. And I'm not saying we should, you know, we we don't have to pay over, you know, uh, you know, exorbitant taxes, but it's going to take some tax money to. to I, I think these. we yeah. Yeah, we have to. Um, we can't have it all. There's a certain we have it pretty good, and I think people have become kind of spoiled about it. But you know, we have to uh, pay a reasonable amount. Oh, oh, one thing I was thinking: uh, an ounce of prevention sometimes worth a pound of cure. Like you had to take care of homeless people and so forth, and take care of people with Medicaid, and then that keeps them out of the hospital. And unless you want people dying on the street, you're going to end up paying more for the emergency room than you are for subsidized housing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And to make sure that uh, our health care providers, uh, that they are reimbursed for the care that they give, uh, because if they're just handing out charity care to people who don't have insurance and can't afford to pay the bills, then it's, you know, it's, you know, and we've been hearing about how our hospitals are losing millions and billions of dollars, even here and just in Washington state. And uh, so we want to make sure that those entities are solvent so they can continue to treat people. So that the way to do that is through insurance. But 
we have it pretty good here, but we could ruin it because we just, it's almost like people generally are kind of greedy and they want too much for nothing, I guess. And, you know, there is a big gap in incomes between the high income and low income. But at the same time, I think we all got to pay our price and, and do what we need to keep it all together. Yeah. All right, Robert, appreciate your call. We got, uh, we'll get to Tim in just a moment. We got Lou on the line and we'll hear from you hopefully here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. At Puget Sound Energy, we're proudly aspiring to reduce our own emissions to net zero and to go beyond by helping others reduce carbon across Washington. Together, we're investing in local renewables, strengthening the electric grid, helping customers switch to electric vehicles, innovating with low carbon resources, supporting our communities, and saving energy along the way. Together, we're creating a clean energy future. This is Steve Berger, Director and Lead Counselor at Contact Counseling Recovery Services in Bellingham. Contact Counseling offers alcohol and drug treatment, assessment, consultation, and referral services for adults and youth. We have been serving Northwest Washington residents for over 40 years. If you, an employee, friend, or family member is struggling with substance abuse, please realize when a person is engaged in quality, ongoing treatment, the probability of success is excellent. At Contact Counseling, we will help match you or your loved one with the correct level of treatment to provide the greatest opportunity for success. A person does not have to hit rock bottom to begin treatment and experience a successful recovery. I personally started working in the addiction treatment field over 30 years ago, and the simple fact is, treatment works. Please contact us at 360-671-3277 or online at contactcounseling.com. Allow Contact Counseling to help you or your loved one find the road to recovery. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us here on this Thursday afternoon, and let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Yeah, hi, Joe. Hey, I wanted to make a couple comments. And, uh, you know, I haven't worked in years. and uh, Oh, so you're the one. Oh, I'm kidding. And then people were starting to say, well... And I didn't want to work a lot, but it was for people I knew, and it was very little work, and it was for a decent wage, and it was not very many hours. And, you know, I'm looking at this last paycheck stub, and like I said, it was very little hours. It was eight hours, and I paid $2.93 for the Washington Cares deal. Okay. I'm never going to see that. I'm never going to collect on it. I'm not going to work enough for it. Why Why do I got to pay three bucks for somebody else? Okay? Okay. That's the first thing I don't understand. Now, the second one is a public announcement, and I'm not sure I'm correct on this. I don't really understand it. But after working probably... 30 hours over the last three months, I got a notice from Social Security, and apparently my you earn credits for your Social Security, and apparently that whatever, 30 hours, bumped me up enough credits to bump me up in my Social Security. So like I said, I don't know how it works, but 
people should know how many credits they have, how many they have to earn, when they're going to be. And I've been putting mine off for, for I thought I was going to wait two more years. And you know what? I think I'm doing it beginning of next year now that okay. well, that I, I got yeah. bumped up. But I don't know how that quite works. But I was like, are yeah. you kidding me? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that's uh, so. In other words, it it bumped up the the amount that you'll receive monthly your benefit. Correct. Okay, huh. Correct. that seems because odd that thirty can, hours would do that. Just thirty hours. And would... I, yeah, because maybe I was right at the cusp. Maybe, and I didn't know hmm. how many credits I had, and and maybe I should have checked into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, okay. that's good. Some good news, but yeah, I you know, and I. I need to look into so because I talk to other you know friends of mine and that are uh, have started receiving Social Security and they tell me this and that and it's uh, it, it gets a little confusing. I'd be they good tell to tell you to take it as early as you can, but I waited. Uh, a, a, I've a always heard you years. should wait till uh, till as late as possible because you'll get a better a higher benefit if you retire well, too you early. Then you, you will you get less. Yeah. Are you going to be alive tomorrow? I you never know. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. But then, I'll, then I, if if I'm not well, then the money I paid in goes to uh, other folks who will be able to make good use of it. I guess that's how to look at it. But thanks, Tim. Let's go to Lou in Linden. Hi, Lou. Uh, hi, hi, Giuseppe. How's it going? I'm doing well. What's uh, on yeah. your mind today? Yeah, I. Columbia University, there's some great news coming out of Columbia University. In September, they announced that they're closing the Teachers College at Columbia University, New York City. Uh, Most of your listeners don't know that the Teachers College there was one of the most influential uh, training grounds for teachers all over the United States back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s. And Unfortunately, the college was taken over by radical Marxists who came from Frankfurt, Germany, back in the 1930s. And they radically changed education in America, creating new reading methods of teaching, which, and Columbia University last month admitted it was a disaster for generations of American children. Um, they, they're dissolving the Teachers College Reading and Writing Project, and its creator, Lucy Calkins, is being demoted or dismissed. Okay. And uh, even before Lucy Calkins was running this program, there were other people running it. And you may have heard of it, Joe, that's the whole language approach to teaching language instead of phonics. Phonics teaching is uh, fundamentally different than what they were the teacher's college was teaching. Uh, many of your listeners probably are familiar with phonics. It's, that's where you teach the letters to the children you know, before they get into kindergarten or when they reach kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Then you teach the sounds each letter makes. Uh-huh. And then you let the children themselves figure out how to pronounce each word. I did that with all three of my kids so that before they went to kindergarten, they were readers. Both the two of my children have master's degrees, and the other child is a straight-A student and, and graduates next year from the University of Washington. So they had a much easier time in school than I did because I wasn't taught phonics. And thankfully, the generations of children going forward now will be taught phonics, and we won't have so many children in America struggling with reading. We will see the reading scores going back up again and all areas of education and knowledge will increase if we stay with phonics teaching going forward. Okay. All right. Okay, Lou. Uh, yeah, I'm not. That's great news. I'll have to look into more on the uh, this uh, this program. But uh, all right, thanks. Let's go to. Uh, all right, you too. Have a good one. Let's go to Michael and Lyndon. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well. You know, I just wanted to uh, give kudos to the the other caller a few callers ago about what Democrats have done to America. I made kind of like a top ten list, okay, like I like to do. Oh, and uh, I just want to read the top ten things that Democrats have done for America since the Biden administration has taken over, which Wait, starts with do, do the higher prices. Do we need a drum roll? 
Yeah, we kind of do. Remember that from the old yeah, yeah. Tonight Show? So. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, higher prices for food and gas. Hey. Okay. Number two, more addicted, overdose, and homeless people. Okay. Number three, they created COVID and spent 90% of the COVID money on other things. They provided unconstitutional mandates for vaccines, lockdowns, and most against our first responders, you know, our policemen and our firefighters, go, people, nurses that were working in the hospital. Uh, defunded police, while they sent stimulus checks to violent incarcerated inmates, released prisoners early while they defunded the police, and now they're providing tax-funded safe smoking and injection kits for addicts on our streets, uh, allowing open borders with no COVID tests or anything for these illegals that are coming over, and they're proposing legislation to allow these people to vote and get driver's licenses while they send our money to Ukraine, which bans political parties and cancels elections, but they call that place a democracy. <laughs> and that's my list. Okay. There we go. Sorry. There we go. There we go. Thank you so much. You bet. I, I, you know, I don't know which of those you want to pick as your top ten, but I, I, I also haven't heard back from John on the Nazi that uh, addressed the Canadian Parliament. And, well, and now I, I looked into that a little bit, but uh, yeah, but the uh, the the I guess the it was the the leader of the House or their of their po- House of Parliament who invited this person yeah. has since resigned, and uh, it this was no not this was there. not Canada inviting a Nazi in front of this was one person who claimed to have not known that person's background, and uh, so. <laughs> I, I I mean, it, it wasn't quite as nefarious as it sounded, like Canada is welcoming Nazis now in support of Ukraine. I mean, it's pretty funny. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, Trump well, has dinner with somebody and they call him a Nazi. Well, he but said, he made the same claim. People. He said, I had no <laughs> idea he was a Nazi. I mean, <laughs> so. I him, well, I mean, who doesn't know that it, but, who, who did Russia fight against in World War II? If you don't know that, how are you serving in Parliament today? <laughs> well, that's that's a good question. All right, Michael. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Joe. Have a good one. Uh, and I would, I guess, I would dispute some of those uh, top tens there, uh, so, or some of the the uh, that that the Biden administration was responsible for all of those things, and uh, that all of those things are actually uh, plaguing America. But that's uh, let's, uh, we'll leave it where it is, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Michelle is uh, in in the uh, in the bullpen, and uh, we hope to hear from you here on KG Mike X Two. Back in just a moment. Hey, Whatcom County, listen up. Volunteerism is rapidly declining in food banks across the state of Washington, and that's a problem for families who depend on these community resources. That's why we're asking you to get back to action by signing up to spend an hour of your time at a local food bank today. Enough with the talk and the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. It's time to get up and prove it. Hunger relief needs all of us. Volunteer locally. Visit backtoaction.team to sign up at a local food bank near you. Another D&D insurance commercial? Ah, and yes, it's that time of year again. If you're in the age bracket of Medicare or you're helping a parent who happens to be on Medicare, this is when you listen to the whole commercial. The annual election period starts October 15th and it runs through December 7th. You should be receiving your annual notice of change from your existing carrier. Pay attention because those changes are right there in the book. And of course, if it feels like you're reading a different language when you look at it, that's what we're here for. Hi, I'm Derek from D&D Insurance. Our staff takes the mud out of the healthcare waters and explains it clearly so that you can make an informed decision. Bring in that book this year and let us help. We're located across the street from Industrial Credit Union in the Ferndale Market Center. You'll see us sandwiched between the auto licensing and downtime taps. Or give us a call at 392-8159. We look forward to seeing you here at DND Insurance. GMC, I've done a great job with the new trucks. I'm blown away. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Northwest Chevrolet Buick GMC Cadillac. I love trucks. I really love trucks. Matter of fact, if you ever see me driving something around town, it's going to be a truck. But what they've done with a new model is absolutely amazing. Yes, 
I thought that GMC had really good competition with the other brands, but what they have rolled out this year and what they're coming with is absolutely untouchable. Great quality, super cool technology. How they look, how they drive, is can't compare with nothing in the market right now. Not because I sell it, because I am a big fan of other makes and models. It's just because it's true. I've driven them and I'm absolutely in awe. GMC. We are professional grade. Northwest Chevrolet, Buick, GMC Cadillac. The Lennon Community and Senior Center in partnership with Hoagland Pharmacy will be hosting a drive-up vaccine clinic on Wednesday, October 11th from 1 till 3 p.m. Stop by on 4th and Grover in Linden, roll down your window, roll up your sleeve, and get back to your day. This event is open to all in our community and most types of insurance will be taken. Stay healthy and help keep our community safe with an updated flu, RSV, and COVID shot. Wednesday, October 11th from 1 till 3 at the Lennon Community and Senior Center. Center. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. And right back to the phones we go, and Michelle in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, before I talk about a rather stunning uh, news I got from a local uh, bookseller, um, I wanted to help him a little bit with the social security questions. First of all, the most efficient way to get help is to come to the social security office, which is open now, uh, and near the corner of, um, it's on Alabama Street near mm-hmm. Jane Street. Yeah. And they, they've been, I know they were helpful to me some years back and, and very cooperative and helpful. They and, are helpful, uh, yeah. I've been in there too. And I would, I would recommend to go on their website and make an appointment, uh, set an appointment if you can. Yeah. Well, you can do that, but you can also just sit there and take a number. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah which think... is kind of how I like to do it. Uh, okay. Um, good. But just just a thought. But anyway, the sure. big thing is that Tim needs to know is that um, basically now I'm not sure if the rules have changed at all. I don't think so. But just in case they have, Social Security is based primarily your benefits, not just on your age up to seventy and one half years old. But it's also based uh, primarily on the uh, top income that you had, regardless of the number of hours you worked, Hmm. but the top income you reported, taxable Uh income, Uh that you reported for your top 10 years of your career. And they basically pay out what's based on your top earning years. Now, that was at least the way it was a while back. I Uh think it's still the same way. But so Tim would need to get that information and... I think that might have something to do with it. Also, it is possible, and I've been very careful about this, that sometimes if you're just a few dollars over in earning, I've always made sure that I did not earn only a few dollars over to get into another tax bracket where I might owe hundreds of dollars more. So I always made sure to look at the tax brackets and make sure that my earnings did not barely go over one threshold. Now, obviously, you can go over thresholds, and it usually is better if you do, if you make a lot more. If you can make an extra 5000 and only pay an extra, say, 500 in taxes, then that's worth it. Yeah. But if you go over by 100 bucks and have to pay an extra 500 well, that's different. There you now, go. On the book, on the book thing, um, a local bookseller who sells on Amazon uh, and has been successful told me today I was really surprised. He said they have started a politically correct censorship program, apparently, and he got a note from Amazon saying that a book he was selling, uh, this guy's an honorable person. As far as I know, he's never sold anything like child pornography or bestiality or, you know, he doesn't sell, you know, books that are patently bad and illegal. Uh But he does sell political books and history books and, you know, some controversy and that kind of thing. And in America, I hate censorship of any kind. And that's one reason why that caller we just had there that said, 
what the Democrats did that he hated. Boy, he was right on the money. And I have never heard anybody rattle off why I am so angry at the Democrats, even though I've been a registered Democrat for a long time. But, you know, I'll just say it plain out. No way I'm ever voting uh, for most of these loony liberal progressive Democrats because okay. they are they are crazy. But anyway, um, what I was going to say is on the book, It although I love that caller, but what I was going to say about the book, he was given orders to take off his stock a book called The Cure for All Cancer. And it has to do with, um, oh, I guess it's an herbal thing. Or something. Now, he admits that the book may or may not have the best advice, but then all medical books can be controversial in their own way. Um, but anyway, he said, okay. they threatened my whole business model. They threatened to take me off Amazon if I didn't remove this book from my stock. Now, that is flat out un-American. Now, I joked with him. I said, well, have you ever uh, sold the anarchist cookbook? Do you know what that is, the anarchist cookbook? Yeah, yeah. Book about bomb making? Okay. Right, right. I I once had a woman ask me if I could find her a copy of the anarchist cookbook, and she thought it was a real cookbook. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, but I'm (laughs) I'm thinking that there are too many people, and thanks, Michelle, but still, I... You could you could see someone who has this has an awful disease uh, and cure for all cancer. Okay, I'll do that, and and then it's not effective. And then the family coming back and and suing Amazon. Whereas, I mean, how you know the you know I mean the bomb making thing. I mean, I I don't know. I, I I it's up to Amazon, I guess, to decide what they what it's. Once again, it's not the government that's saying you can't say this, you can't publish this. But it's a seller. Um, and would a local bookstore put that on their shelves and say, here, you know, well, we're just selling it. I, it seems that seems like I, I, I don't know. I, it, to say it's politically correct, I, I agree. I understand what you're saying in your point, Michelle. But, gee, I, I think, you know, the cure here, here's a cure for all cancer. Uh, that just seems like, um, I mean, talk about a scam but uh, anyway i appreciate your call because i got a couple other folks i want to get to and we're running short of time here julio and sumas joins us hi julio hey joe how are you doing tonight D- doing well yeah. what's on your mind well i'm just calling because i feel like like social security they well i think first of all our government has their priorities wrong because like social security people that are older that they work their entire life they invest invented um Invested all this money, you know, to be able to live off of when they get older, uh-huh. and but our government, like just to say, like with taxes, um, they don't make that much money. But at the end of the year, they give them, you know, ten grand, seven grand on tax return. When I feel like we don't even pay that much money in taxes, so like, why not invest that money in different spots that where we need it? I mean, when I'm 41, so when I get older, I don't think that there's going to be any social security money for me because, I mean, the way everything's going. Um, okay, so I just feel like the government just doing different things where, you know, like let's say, like, giving people, giving money to people that don't have a job. Like, let's say, like, um, if they're on unemployment, well, they require them to look for a job, but then they also give money to people that, like, are getting food stamps or, you know, like different, different things like that, but they don't require for them to do anything, like, to go get, go look for a job or, um, Maybe go to school or help them with schooling so they can get a better job or they can afford to live. Um, and I mean, because everything's going up, cost of living, everything's going up. Yeah. And so it comes out of our pocket for everybody to get help. But then the middle class people are not really getting any help. Okay. Right? The, rich, the rich people stay rich. The poor people are staying poor. The middle class is where it hurts. That's where everybody's everything's coming out of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And. So All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Julio. And and you're not alone in in that feeling. Um, I, um, I I guess, I guess while you're on the line, I I guess I I kind of feel that having, uh, if if you got a neighbor, someone living next door to you and they are struggling to get by, wouldn't it be better if they could at least eat and, and keep a roof over their heads? It would be better for them and probably better for you, better for the neighborhood, as opposed to them not 
you know, not being able to get by and not having anything and, uh, you know, just being, uh, I mean, barely surviving, if even surviving. It just, I, I, do you I, get what I'm saying? I agree with that. I just feel like we're not doing anything to help them, okay. right? Because well, we should help them to be getting a better place in a position. Okay. You know I mean, because if we're, if, you know I mean, like I said, unemployment, a person that just lost their job, they're getting unemployment, but they're making sure that they're looking for a job because they don't want to pay them anymore. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. And I just feel like other people where we can maybe send them to school. I mean, there's people that can't afford to go to school. Okay. So they don't go. All right. And, uh, and one of the callers that called earlier about saying that um, migrants come over here and, and allowing them to, um, to vote, well, dead people vote. Right, all those, all those people that came out that they were dead already, but they're voting. How did they vote? Like, I mean, at least they're trying to uh, help. Like, not. I'd rather have a person that's here vote than having a person that that's dead and 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 getting our you know our president out that we felt like they should have been a president. Okay, all right. And, and, I mean, so. All right, Julio. Uh, I I kind of think if someone lives in this country, uh, I. Yeah, well, I, I, it sounds crazy, and I know people will, you know, think I'm nuts. But uh, I mean, if they live under this government, shouldn't they have a say in how it's run? Uh, uh, thanks, Julio. Let's go to Craig and Alger. Hi, Craig. We got just a moment for you, but go ahead. I know. Uh, thank you for your show, sir. Good to have you. Well, I was I, I was listening to Lars Larson about the the uh, the debt uh, student for, debt relief the forgiveness for the education, right? Uh huh. So I was born in 53, and in the 1970s, I worked at Joe Maynard Shell, which that tells something, right? We cleaned the windshields, we checked your oil for a dollar, what, 25, 75 an hour. And I put myself through school working at Joe Maynard Shell. And I went to school at daytime, and uh, I got a $5,000 loan from the government, right? Okay. Now, it was interest free. Uh, while I was going to school. But you know, Joe, I would never, ever thought of uh, reneging on that. Only 5000 bucks, right? And it was interest-free until you graduated. And I paid the whole damn thing off, only $5,000. Okay. And I was, a, I was a cop for 29 years. Great, great uh, job. Uh-huh. And, you know, and $5,000 is nothing, right? Yeah. But, you know, these people do uh, borrow a lot, hell of a lot more of that, correct? Well, yeah, some people have, have huge debt. and uh... Right. But I think they should pay it back. Okay. I don't care what they did. You know what? I, I only got $5,000, but it helped me accomplish what I wanted to do. All right. Well, and... and I don't think that you and I should pay for their debts. All right. I paid my debt, and I was proud to do it, and I was ashamed if I didn't do it. Craig, you got the last word here on KGMI Connects, and uh, and, and you're not alone either. Uh, but, uh, all right, we'll leave it at that, and I uh, appreciate everybody's input. At, <laughs> an interesting show for sure, and uh, always appreciate your calls and your thoughts. So we'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, for more here on KGMI Connects. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday.